0: Welcome to the Guitar Dad's podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, another band may be calling it quits. Will Matt finally clean up his act? And as Mick Jagger lost his mind, we're going gangster this week on the Guitar Dad's podcast. Now, the guys in the middle of a gas competition, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Matt, and I'm Dave and welcome to the pod. Welcome, How's it welcome. going, everybody?
1: Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. We love all you yeah. guys.
0: We do. We absolutely do. We're uh, we're loving your comments on Facebook. Find us uh, at Guitar Dad's Podcast. Our 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 semi new Facebook group has been around for a while. It's a, a growing community, and we'd love to have you. So uh, find us on Facebook and join the group, uh, at Guitar Dad's Podcast, and check us out at guitar dad's pod on Instagram where we are we are we're pretty active on there right we're we're constantly yeah, posting we're active on all clips of the show yeah yeah but we definitely appreciate you guys the listeners and um we're hearing you out there and we're we're loving we're loving hearing from you and yes. uh, you keep this thing going so uh thank you thank you for listening and remember to tell all your friends that's what we always
1: say tell all your fellow guitar dad parents guitar people in general so yes, that's what it. Is. You don't have to be a dad to enjoy this show, right? You yeah. don't have to be a guitar parent to enjoy this show. You just have to be a person that likes music and maybe a little bit of guitars too. So,
0: and really, just like a
1: person. Yeah, it could just be a person. You don't necessarily need to like all this stuff. Just listen. I mean, and you- have fun. Check us out, guys. Anyways, here we go. What are we into today, Dave? What's what's late? Are we doing news and notes?
0: Yeah, let's get into some news and notes. It was a light week again, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been, I, like couple is, weeks, it's been this, a really couple of weeks. But there's always something There's
1: always something to talk about. So here we go. What, what are we talking something
0: about? Something to talk about. Well, you know, everybody's talking about this, so we probably should too, and we're going to be late to the party on it. But hey, whatever. We're the guitar dads, and that's how we roll. Yeah, dads uh, are late to parties. That's how we roll. And we're going to talk about this guy a little bit later, too. Uh, but just to kind of kick it off. So, apparently, Machine Gun Kelly says he's going back to rap oh. on his next album. <laughs> You know, I mean, what do you think of Machine Gun Kelly? Uh, I knew. You know, I was actually hoping this podcast was going <laughs> to
1: avoid the Machine Gun Kelly talk. The sixty hikes, the sixty cycle hum guys, a few weeks ago, kind of got into it and set off like a firestorm on their Facebook page about it. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so uh, if you totally. want, if you want to hear some good Machine Gun Kelly talk, go check out that that those guys. <laughs> yeah. And see it, but um. Yeah, I mean, I think this is interesting. Like for for those of you who maybe don't uh, follow every all the other podcasts that we follow, um, Machine Gun Kelly has basically put out Blink One Eighty Two style pop punk. It was, I think, his albums were produced or something It was heavily involved in by Travis Barker, um, which is really funny. Like Tra- Travis Barker has become like the the guru of updated pop punk. <laughs> I know like Avril (laughs) Lavigne's releasing an album, has been releasing stuff. He's heavily involved in that. Um, There's some other bands doing it. There's even some rumors floating around that Blink's going to do another album. So there's like a revival that Travis Barker has his hands all over um, with this pop punk kind of revival, which I think is, you know, I think it's great. Like, look, it is what it is. I've listened to some of the songs. It does sound... Like that era. It just does, you know. And I think it's cool if that's getting kids to pick up pick up the guitar and and do that, that's great. I don't hold it against Machine Gun Kelly for getting a signature or Schechter. I haven't I haven't gone as far as to like watch his performances. There's all this stuff going around about oh he can't play the guitar, he's not playing. It's like who cares? Like whatever. He's doing guitar type of stuff. He's
0: doing guitar type you know? stuff and it does, and like you said, if it if it really if it gets other people into into music and, and guitar, especially, you know, go for it. We, we I, I, yeah. I definitely appreciate any of that stuff. So even if it's not my type of music and it's not something that I listen to a lot, you know, I, 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 we, we love all kinds of rock and, and, uh, and we, and you got to appreciate it, respect it. And like you said, if it's going to bring more people to the party go yeah,
1: for it go, go for it we're you know it's great so so the, the, but this is a new kind of thing that he's come out um probably won't be so new by the time this podcast comes out but right. he has come out and said i am going to go back to rap he's done two albums of this kind of style this pop punk style and he's going to go back to rap because he wants people to um you know, to be like nostalgic for it again. He doesn't want to just like knock people over the head with the pop, pop stuff, punk stuff. So like now he's going to go right. back to rap and do
0: that. And
1: you know, well, maybe, he'll have, uh, maybe he'll have
0: maybe he'll have Al Capone in his next album too. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who the hell knows what he's gonna try to revive yeah. next. Maybe it'll be Dave, maybe he goes and tries to revive like seventies era rock that we love and then we're gonna hey, be singing know? this guy's praises in like a couple weeks. Exactly. Of years. <laughs> I
0: you know what? You never you never know. We've been wrong many times before. <laughs> Who knows, you know? Um but anyway, so yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah, I think we'll get into that in kind of our main topic about the future of rock and roll.
0: Yeah, yeah, We we're gonna get di- we're gonna take a deep dive into the future of rock, which which, you know, uh, uh spoiler alert uh, I've been wrong about for years and you know and now it's coming back to bite me and i will I will yeah. take my my licks, no pun intended later on tonight. yes um anyway, so uh speaking of uh speaking of taking taking their licks they've definitely taken them for the the uh, the the latest news coming out about this band but uh Sully Erna has said that Godsmack. Uh, their next album may be their last uh, yes now see yes. i like i like Godsmack. yeah no a i think fan, they're but cool. i do like i like yeah i, do they, like, I mean Smack.
1: they're on the heavier side of stuff we listen to yeah. but but they're definitely cool local band local boston local, band. yeah Sully earner Bo- boston Sully, yeah so Sully, yeah. Sully, you yep. know so um there we go yeah this is kind of but it's I wonder kind of sad this yeah it's kind of sad to hear because these guys aren't all that old And um, it's kind of interesting. Maybe they just feel like it's running. Remember, you know, when we talk about when we do our uh, segments of whatever happened to and about how we we sometimes say, like, maybe these guys like just need to let these bands go and they say they've run their course and stop trying to milk it's it true. for everything yeah. it's worth. Maybe he's just coming to that realization now, like maybe we, we've done everything we can and we, we move I, on yeah. to other projects, you know? so
0: I'm kind of surprised to hear this because I remember, although it might have been, actually now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been two years ago now because I remember hearing um Sully on I think uh, Eddie Trunk's podcast uh being in or it was on his uh Sirius XM show yeah, yeah yeah um being being uh interviewed and he just seemed Sully just seemed like he was like really committed to the the whole thing and oh and interesting and, and putting out new music and so I was kind of when I heard this I was kind of surprised and they they've been very successful oh yeah and, super um,
1: successful in, yeah
0: Super successful. I just find maybe you're right. Maybe it is like the maybe they just, you know, kind of quit while you're ahead type of thing. And or maybe, you know, Sully's got some other something else up his sleeve. I don't know. I I don't know what's behind this. I'd like to know. I'm looking forward to hearing more about like, you know, why are they going to break up?
1: I feel like, you know, that scene, like the harder kind of, you know, maybe like the metal scene, we could call it, is very alive and well, especially in Europe. Like, we've talked about this,
0: you know, especially in and Europe. It's, and it's, it's
1: alive and well here, too. It's alive and well here. And it, it, like, you know, like, you know, all kinds of, you know, heavier bands are still going strong after all these years, like Metallica, Case in Point. You know, they're pretty legendary band, but, um, you know, like you could think like Godsmack could still have a pretty long
0: uh, career no, I, into the future. I mean, so, Metallica I is on a different, that's the Metallica is a on a different, different level, echelon. but I'm
1: saying like heavy music in general, I feel like it's embraced even more now to some extent. Oh, it's totally embraced you know? more now. I, yeah, yeah. There's,
0: there are so many, there's so many great harder rock bands that are out there and then you get a little heavier than that. And I think even those bands, like the, the real really metal a lot scene. Of them yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. the real metal scene. That's, that's a, that's alive and very well. In, even in the U.S., it really I mean, is. Yeah, it really, it, is. it totally is. So you would. And think, there's some yeah. really, you know, even if you can't. We've talked about this before on on pods. But even if you, even if you're not really into that type of music, if you're a guitar guy or girl, you know, just kind of go listen to some of the guitar work on these on these songs because oh, awesome. they awesome. Some of these metal guitars are just. Absolutely I mean, insane.
1: Yeah, the stuff that's going on in kind of like the Prague area, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, kind of the, 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 the way it was paved, I think, by like guys like John Petrucci, right? And, yes, it's just these monster players out there, like Tosin Abasi, Misha Mansori. Misha um, there's yep. so many of them, right? They're just, they're, they're amazing, right? So, yeah, I feel like that scene is out there. I mean, obviously, that's not the same as Godsmack, but like the heavy music scene, I feel like there's a lot more to that dare I say than say the heart just the regular rock and hard rock scene so
0: (laughs) yeah no I I think you're right and so there's definitely uh there's definitely a place for it and I'm just so that's what really makes me surprised by this news because Mm -hmm. I feel like they're kind of I don't want to say they're kind of like you know leading the way with with that style of rock music but they they kind of in for that at that level of where they are i mean because we have to eliminate like the metallicas of the world and other yeah. other heavier bands but yeah you know at the level that they kind of not, next level down you got to put Godsmack in there and i think to for them to kind of be giving it up this early because you're right they're they're younger you they're know young, so yeah, it's kind yeah, of it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. strange to me but i'm sure there's something behind it we'll find out uh at some point soon
1: maybe the, maybe he was just like in a bad mood and he was like ah, i don't know maybe this is the last record and then you know how the media you know how we are as like you know the
0: media <laughs> hey, we just you know jump what? on this Good point <laughs> we're yeah we're we're talking about it we're talking we're about, talking about it. it we're talking about godsmack so which go. we haven't
1: really talked yeah. about on this pod so
0: so i mean they yeah is. they could they could very much easily say yeah this might be yeah uh, we think it might be uh hanging it up after this but uh with no intention whatsoever yeah, just to and make here headlines. comes all the publicity yep.
1: yeah you got it dave hey all don't right put it
0: past anybody but what do you think? Of it? So let's get into our headline. get uh, into topic. for the night.
1: Yeah. So you wanna you wanna set it oh, up for the do we, the did the we miss a
0: we missed a piece of news, didn't we? What was the news?
1: Aussie. Oh, Aussie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So poor
1: Ozzy has poor come Aussie. down with COVID. I feel like everybody. I can't believe that it took this him this long to get it. But um, I know. I apparently think How many years did.
0: ago did he eat that bad? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it took that long. This guy eats I mean, a bat really? and
1: avoids COVID for like two years. Like, how does that happen? Know. Jeez, no man, idea. he was like the original person to eat a bat. Uh, I don't know. Seriously, so I don't know. Well, ho- hopefully Ozzy's okay. Um, I think
0: he's doing okay from what I read, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he <laughs> ate a bat and got.
1: He ate a bat and didn't get COVID for like forty years later. He actually, <laughs> he actually didn't eat the bat. He. Um,
0: he bit the head he off he bit
1: the head off a bat and that was yeah. that was probably was that i think that was after or, or was it b- b- before he snorted the line of ants off the off the
0: ground. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> which came first. <laughs> yeah, the fact that the, the the mere fact that even uh, that Aussie is still alive today it's, is just mind blowing, unbel-
1: and he's putting out music. It's and the, we talked about his album last year. He put out he's this album last good. year. That
0: was good. It's a good album. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He, he really how it how are like the I mean look at like Keith Richards. How are yeah. these artists still alive and ke- like you look at the Stones and you look at Aerosmith and you look yeah. at um, I mean, even the who is, is, a uh, well, how old is uh, How old are Pete Townsend and, uh, Roger? They're Dulles? in their seventies, dude. They're going to be in their seventies, right? Their so 70s. they're still, yeah. they're still doing it. They're you still know, doing it's it. really yeah. amazing. And the, none of these guys, you know, 40 years ago, you wouldn't have looked at them and said, yeah, they'll still be kicking around in, in 40 years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, you're right. You know, speaking of kicking around, um, the King, the <laughs> King of, um, kicking around Mick Jagger, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice transition, <laughs> So Jagger, so Mick Jagger, so all this stuff comes out about you know we're talking about Machine Gun Kelly, Mick Jagger comes out and says I think Machine Gun Kelly and Young Blood, I don't really even know who Young Blood is, Dave. You're gonna have yeah, to who,
0: Can I? Can I just be honest? I have no idea who Young who Blood. Who the is.
1: heck is Young Blood? Apparently he's doing punk stuff too. I
0: have no idea who he is. Yeah, I didn't really prepare but for this show. Machine
1: so, you know. Gun Kelly, he says, I think these kind of acts are. The future of rock and roll. It's like what? (laughs) (laughs) What? I I think we collectively like saw saw this headline and we're like, everybody's just like, oh man, it it finally happened. He's gone senile. (laughs) You mad man, Mick's finally gone senile. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I don't know the old essence. Yeah, yeah. Did you
1: hear the whole all of the comments that he made? I didn't hear the whole thing, so I don't. I don't. Yeah, know. it
0: was. Uh, I think he made them. He was on a um, like some Swedish radio station. Oh, okay. I guess. Oh, well, uh, that explains. I thought it, it was fun. I, I thought it was fun to call out the name of it. It was some radio station called P4, not PS4. For all you PlayStation fans. No, not PS. You know. Oh, okay. P4. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, no. He, I guess he made some comment. That was all I, I really read about it. But yeah, I mean, do you really? Do you, I see? I know that they like uh, Machine Gun Kelly right now is kind of like really a hot name. Yeah, do you really think he think of him as the is the future of rock? Well, well, this I is. I mean, what, even yeah. you have guys like Slash calling out like Art, you know, Art, the official. Band of the Guitar Dad's podcast, Dirty Honey. you yeah, can't go an episode yeah, yeah. without mentioning them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have you know slash mentioning bands like that, bringing bands like Plush on tour with them and things. And then you have Mick saying Machine Gun Kelly is the future of rock. Yeah, like I don't
1: know. It's like Mick, like open your eyes, dude. There's so many other amazing bands out there that are doing great things. You know, you can't blame him for saying it to some extent because it's like, oh, there's rock type of stuff on the in the mainstream. Right. It's out there. It's getting tons of of play. It's on the top lists of Spotify. It's on the top of the charts. So you can't blame it right. for saying like, oh, maybe that's the future of rock and roll. I mean, but at the same time, it's like, you know, that's like regurgitated stuff from the late 90s, early 2000s and the pop punk era. I don't I don't know if that really qualifies as future of rock because there's nothing really new and exciting about it um no you know, i yeah i was um,
0: just I, I, that's a good point
1: yeah you, you, wher, whereas and maybe we just saying this because we're biased but i really feel like these other bands like a dirty honey like a plush like um you know name all the bands that we love even wolfgang van halen to some extent right um i feel like they're kind of bringing new sounds and flavors to the table of like you know old school rock and roll and bringing it in, in into the future i think they're the ones that are really carrying the torch um not so much like doing that kind of stuff but you know at the same time if i was a huge uh, fan of that kind of era of of, of punk of pop punk maybe i would feel the same way I'd be like oh that's great that you know that's coming back and it's really happening and there's more than one artist that's actually doing it like maybe maybe it is maybe it's going to spawn this whole other era of kids picking up picking up the guitar and doing this stuff.
0: What Maybe I just don't think I don't think a machine gun kelly type in that kind of a style of music has the longevity that say a dirty honey has or a plush or even one of our our, our other favorite bands, you know, Robert John and the Wreck. talk totally. about like I mean you have like a, a southern rock but the 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 other kind of stuff that they they bring into their music is 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 a really interesting mix and I think that kind of a band you know, has much more of a future in music than a machine gun Kelly. I feel like I don't want to call, you know, I, I don't want to call machine gun kelly like almost like a i mean novelty act is definitely not the right term i just can't think of the right term now but it seems like it's just he just doesn't have the kind of longevity that yeah, other yeah, rock yeah, bands yeah. have right now you it know? seems
1: like if he was just getting going as an artist like he comes from this hip-hop kind of background where he kind of you know i i don't i don't know what his background is but my sense is he kind of you know came up in the in the hip-hop circles like for him, that just yeah. be like, oh, I'm going to make this album and do this kind of music. I, it seems like very, like major label manufactured type of stuff to me. And if you listen to it, that's what it sounds like. You don't get the rawness that even you got with like Blink One Eighty Two or like a Sum Forty One oh, yeah. or any of those bands yep. from back then. Like, oh yeah, Sum Forty One. You that's can right. like you can tell those guys. They just like lived and breathed this stuff. That doesn't come through to me on the machine gun stuff. I mean, maybe it does for other, maybe it does for the kids these days. I don't know, you know? Um, maybe it comes through for them that's a great point it doesn't come from the same place that like these other bands that we love to talk about on this podcast are coming from just my opinion so and that you know and even if we don't talk about that type of music talk about other kind of guitar stuff like the prog stuff that's popular just we're talking about the the whole stuff with harder stuff heavy stuff like that like these bands like live and breathe this stuff they don't just decide one day that they're going to become a rap artist you know (laughs) what I mean yeah, so,
0: in, a, in a few weeks, actually, I think I think this um, next week, um, a uh, another rock cruise, like a prog rock cruise, is is going out. I forget the name of it, but yeah, I think uh, Eddie Trunk's going to be on it. So I'm going to be really interested to hear like the the band names that come out of that thing because it's a it's a big scene right now. Yeah, you know. So I think so, that
1: I think that's like we we talk about this all the time on this podcast, but that to me that's the future of rock and roll is all these bands like Coachella was very successful there's all kinds of bands there like that's like the indie rock kind of scene you know there's all these artists that are carrying in the torch of guitar and kind of rocky type of music whatever flavor you like we happen to like this kind of classic 70s inspired rock there's a great scene on that that we like to get into on this podcast of course but you know Coachella has proved that this kind of indie rock scene is alive and well the heavier scene is alive and well there's so much guitar oriented you could say like in the larger genre of rock there's so much of that stuff that's out there that is alive and well with so many bands coming up and doing amazing stuff like that's the future of rock and roll you're like you're seeing it in these bands it isn't like the flavor of the week machine gun kelly you know yeah
0: that actually that's the term i was thinking of like the flavor of the week kind of thing it's just like you know what he he's gonna come out he'll come out with a new album it'll be rap and people will will dig it sure and and, and maybe maybe it'll be good but yeah you know maybe not but in, in terms of like what he really offers to the rock scene i I just don't think it's there
1: yeah i agree with you i don't think it comes from a you know to to get into our next topic i don't think it comes from an authentic place <laughs> no totally not you
0: think about all the bands you just mentioned and other bands we've definitely talked about in the podcast there is that like there you can feel the roots within those bands you know that they understand where they came from yep. and they respect it and it comes through in their music yep. and i think uh, a machine gun kelly type it it doesn't. I just like do you. It's like if you asked him where did do, where does your inspiration come from. I, I'd be I'd be really interested to know if if somebody like a Mick Jagger is saying, hey, machine gun, you know. Mick Jagger said that you're the future of music. Where do you get your inspiration from? I don't think he's naming bands like we we love to talk about on the podcast. It,
1: yeah, I, well, well, yeah, that's true. But you could the, the guys like around 30 years old, if I remember correctly. You know that that was the era. You know, he was a young. Oh yeah, he was, no, no, he was like in middle I... school and into high school when that stuff was really, really popular. So I can see like it's a nostalgia thing for him. I mean, we're only going back f- 15 years, but you know, like right. it's like a nostalgia thing for him um that he wants to bring that stuff back but i agree with you i this isn't music he was he old been, enough to be a nostalgia exactly thing, right really. this isn't music he's been playing his whole freaking life you know like right. it's just it's just not like i said it, to me it doesn't come across as authentic and you listen to the that's music that's my point
0: it's like it's yeah. not it's not like yeah. histor like you know like historical in terms of music yeah it's just it hasn't been and it hasn't been gone that long in terms of like the popularity yeah. back then yeah i mean maybe if this was like you know 10 years from now maybe you could talk about that but yeah and I, and just I, I don't know yeah
1: david and in in to that point like i was saying earlier I don't think he's bringing anything new to the table. I don't think he has the, I don't know, the chops or, like I said, he doesn't have the, the, the kind of um, influence to bring anything new to the table like we're seeing with these no. other bands, right, that yeah, are taking totally all these agree. influences and turning them into their own thing. Um, right. You know, new, new, th- new things, new kind of sounds, new kind of, you know, um, you know, stage shows and stuff like that. So this is like, yeah, it's just, you know. Yeah, so I I don't see it, but I but that doesn't mean that the that the future in rock and roll isn't great. I mean, it's very bright. We named the band very the theme of this podcast. It's keeping rock alive, and whether you're into like the kind of rock that we're into or not, if you go out there, the scene is alive and well. There's so many people doing it right.
0: So And I was so wrong because I know a number of years ago we had such a debate and I was just so distraught thinking, is rock dead? Because this was like the era, like that that was back probably even just like 10 years ago. Yeah, it was Dave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and my
0: my thing was always name name one really popular band that can really hold you know hold water today that put an album out within the last couple of years yeah, yeah and yeah. like the only band at that point you could mention was like i think like the Foo the Fighters. Foo Fighters. We're going back like <laughs> maybe we're going back like like 12 or 13 years at yeah. this point but yeah, yeah, yeah um but there weren't a lot of great bands on the horizon i feel like all of a sudden it's just like I mean, not all of a sudden but it feels like all of a sudden things are just like Booming, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's
1: so many great bands out there, and there's so many bands doing it right that we talk to you about every on every podcast we have. We pick, we give you a band that's doing it right.
0: So there you go. Why do you think that is? Why do why do oh, you, you think th- all of a sudden? No, I such, think some kind of a it feels like there, it. Just even though it's not true I, that it's that not it's well, recent, no, it feels like it's a recent boom.
1: Well, this is the thing. I think the internet. I think the internet and social media has. And Spotify in different places, in different, like, all the ways that we consume the music now and the ways that artists can get their stuff out there. It's matured to this point where people know how to do it. They know how to get their music out there. They know how to get their name out there. And um, and people are using it, and it's inspiring people. And, you know, it's this stuff that's just bubbling under the surface. It's not out there in the mainstream. You don't just turn on your radio or look at the top of the charts and be able to tell what to listen to. Um, you got to go out there and find it. But when, once you do, when you get into these kind of scenes, it's amazing how much is going on. But you're right, Dave. I don't, you know, because we, we weren't looking as hard maybe 10 years or, or so ago, um, maybe not. Um, but, um, you know, n- not now it's just easier to find and there's so much great stuff out there. So,
0: yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I think you bring up a really good point about the whole streaming thing. But I, I think also... Um if you are you know the age of like the whole dj and hearing the next single being yeah. released on the radio and that kind of thing is kind of over in a it way it is it is uh, at least yeah. at least with me at least with rock as we're talking about oh, totally. it in, in the mainstream but if you are a music fan like us and you are a big streamer of of music and you are not a serious xm subscriber i'll tell you being on satellite yeah. radio is is a really cool thing you can get you can get a lot of different content uh, you know rock just being one of them and for a very you know it, it, right in line with the same amount of money you're spending on or, or less that you're spending on your apple or your spotify subscription every month yeah you know? so
1: i came around on this for years i thought that satellite radio was yeah i was telling useless you. but then I i finally gave it a chance and i was like oh wow like this is a whole other thing. Like, they, they, they're, they actually are going out there and finding these bands and trying to promote yep. them. Bands are bubbling under the surface. And, you know, we found a, a bunch of bands through there. I mean, we essentially found Dirty Honey through satellite right that's i heard yeah, dirty yeah. honey for the first yeah.
0: time on and i'll tell you who was who was playing it was uh chris jericho the, oh. the wrestler who's oh, yeah. also who also fronts the band fozzy oh yeah, yeah that's um, right he was doing a show and he was playing dirty honey I, i'll never so forget there it in my yeah. car and yeah. i send it to you and boom there we go so like like i said like you have to go out
1: there and search for these things but it's out there and you know again this is what we bring you every week. This is part of the reason we started the podcast is to help spread the word. We're spreading the gospel of rock and roll.
0: Spreading the gospel. Rock and roll.
1: Uh, you got it. That's that's what it is. But, you know, speaking of spreading the gospel, uh, we also like to spread the gospel of Gibson and Marshalls. And there's some stuff going on around the internet lately about how maybe Gibson isn't as popular with the kids as uh, maybe yeah. some other brands are. So, um, you yeah. know, after the Coachella— Uh-oh. So after Coachella happened a couple weeks ago, probably almost a month ago after this pod comes out, you know, a bunch of people were making observations that there's really no, of all these bands that are fairly new bands, kind of up and coming bands, again more in the indie rock, that's always traditionally what Coachella has been, but they also get some big name bands in there, they said like there wasn't a Gibson to be found. Amongst all these up and coming bands right? and all these bands, it was pretty much like ninety nine point nine percent Fender, and then there's other things thrown in there, like maybe some Gretsch, which I guess is technically owned by Fender, um, and then other things, right? Like Ibanez, and that when you get into the heavier stuff. So um, really, nothing. There's anything not wrong. There's with anything that. wrong with that. But so my response to that is basically, you know, this is indie rock. It's always been heavily influenced. With fenders. It's just a way it's always been. Right. So, like, I'm not surprised to hear there are a lot of Gibsons, but it does actually say, I, I think we should think about it a little bit. I mean, go ahead, Dave. What, what do you think about all this? <laughs>
0: Uh, I you know what one one thing that does cross my mind is a lot of these newer bands like is it a, is it partially yes you're absolutely right like that is the sound right so yeah. you, those types of guitars you're going to hear in that but does is there also an affordability factor with some of this stuff because some of these younger bands like can, who can some you can't yeah. necessarily you can easily buy a great Fender maybe a made in Mexico Fender right like a Player Series or something very for gigable like eight hundred bucks very gigable yep. great guitar. Versus, like, if you're gonna get into, you know, uh, you know, uh, a less, like, a standard, or even if you're gonna get into a less expensive model, or something like a a tribute or something, you're still over that price range.
1: Yeah, and we talk about how the Squire Classic vibes for what they are are so gigable, right, and yes. such capable um, stuff as well. You know, you know, I wanted to bring up though, um, it's interesting because Epiphone for a time and i haven't seen one lately but epiform for a time had this array of signature stuff for like the for the heavier stuff for heavier bands like they had like they did um they did what did they do? Ugh, i don't know all the bands I'm, I'm sorry to say i'm that's not my scene but you know what i'm talking about dave like there was a string of like heavy heavy bands with that they were doing signatures for there was like a really cool all white I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you there was they yeah, did an they, rd artist for some dude in some band that i don't know like they
0: you know who plays a trivium is uh is matt heafy the singer uh and lead guitarist of uh trivium what does he play he has a he has a signature Epiphone, yeah. and He plays it on stage, yeah, yeah. So I
1: think we have to acknowledge that, like these are newer bands with younger people in them, and they are playing Epiphones, which are Gibson. So I think we have to acknowledge that that's really out there, and those are still like I said, I haven't seen Epiphone come out with a lot of the signature stuff of those artists. Maybe I'm just not looking, um, but um, you know, Epiphone is doing that type of stuff, and there's some killer like signature Epiphones out there. For those kind of up and coming bands, so I don't know. So I think that is that that does exist, but I think you're a- absolutely right, Dave. Like outside of Epifoam, like the Gibson game is is a tough one for for newer bands that are grinding it out
0: on the road and just trying to get by.
1: You know, so
0: yeah, yeah. Although now that I'm talking, now that we're kind of talking it through, like I mean, like if you have like a you know, you have a you have a tribute, and I got a tribute, and they're great guitars. And they're not and you can expensive. Get in and on, on, they're not expensive. You can get it on the used market for like under a thousand bucks. So maybe I, I that's, think maybe yeah. it probably just goes more to your point about just like that's just not the style of music that that they're looking. You know, that that's not the style of guitar you're they're looking for to produce that type of music.
1: You know, I will say though. So so here's the thing. So Gibson Gibson did um, they made Lizzie Hale a brand ambassador, so that was awesome. They made Jared James Nichols a brand ambassador. These are younger people, but if we're honest, they've been around the scene for a little bit. I feel like they really need. I think Gibson does need to step up and start making some other more up and coming artists real signature artists. Like you know who comes to mind, what was you know who comes to mind for me on this is Marcus King. Like why doesn't Marcus
0: King, Marcus King? Why doesn't Marcus yes.
1: King have a, a signature Gibson of some kind?
0: I w- I was know? just going to mention what was that? What was that thing that Gibson put out a uh, number of maybe about a year ago now? It was on YouTube and it was introduced in the Gibson Garage and like yeah, they oh had yeah, the whole, oh right? they,
1: that's a great. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so when they launched the Gibson Garage, they had all these incredible artists, some of whom were yeah. like people I've never heard of. All playing Gibson's, right. and it's like, why don't they lean into them a little bit more and promote them a little bit more instead of? And I'm sorry to say this, instead of yet another slash signature, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not not that you're disappointed by no, that, no, not know, that I'm dis- Like I'm saying, right. like I I love the slash s- signatures. Keep doing those, but then give <laughs> us these other cool s- signatures from these other artists. And I got to say, like it is true. But do Epiphone versions of them, and then maybe do a cheaper Gibson version. Yes. Like why? Why Gibson isn't doing more affordable versions, like s- signature things to appeal to the younger crowd? You know, like tributes. I mean, that's like, not their model like studios. anymore. Studio. I mean, look at
0: yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, the model the models very much changed for them. So Gib- and in recent years, Gibson is leaning
1: into. It's roots of hard rock and blues to some extent. And we as people that love that type of music are like, we kind of lap it up, right? Guitar dads lap this stuff up. But I don't know if that's, you know, that's not what's getting the kids excited, you know, for lack of a better term. So, but no, Gibson it, probably doesn't care, and Gibson is probably like, we're, "We're selling tons of these things. Who the heck cares if the younger generation? They can't afford this stuff anyway. So we don't really care about them." But that's to me, I exactly. feel like that's what right. it sends. It's that's 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 what the, and and what they say is they say, "Well, we do all this Epiphone stuff for all the kids." And it's like, yes, that's cool. And there's a lot of it. But we need, I think, I would argue if Gibson doesn't want to, if Gibson w- wants this to continue another hundred years, then maybe they should think about that.
0: <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say that if Gibson really cares about their their you know their brand life, they really need to look. They need to look at this kind of stuff because it can die very quickly. I mean, yeah, you look at some of the. There are so many great rock bands that we love and we keep talking about them on the on the podcast. They're only going to be around so long, yeah. you know. Yeah, and until if Gibson really wants to promote some of their, you know, if they really want to get some of these newer artists out there and in in reach some of the people that are not being reached by these bands that we love you know yeah. that they're gonna have to do that well, let, let, I think you're right
1: like let's put it this way like Green Day was in that era of um, Blink-182 yep. and all
0: this stuff like why not put like? he's got yeah Billy Joe Armstrong as a, as a signature oh, he, just, he did put out he's got all kinds of the signatures
1: the, but they're very expensive yeah, custom shop but, stuff for people that are no, already. but
0: recently put it No, they recently put out an Epiphone uh, signature uh, a Junior. Oh, okay, that's right.
1: So that's awesome. They should do more stuff like that, and maybe do it for these more up and coming bands. That's right. They did do the Epiphone version of the of the Billy Joe. I looked at that
0: because I was cool if I wanted something with a P90. Yeah, dude. Until I found the tribute. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's why it's like that. Whatever they call their their white, their um, you know. But that whatever. But but but
1: Green Day was thirty years ago. I mean. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, but they're yeah. still they're still killing it. No, man. Well, they are. They're, they're still, still killing a relevant it. band. Unlike Weezer, we'll talk about that another time. Unlike- <laughs> <laughs> we had a discussion yeah, on the a Facebook. couple weeks ago. Couple, now, but couple yeah. weeks ago, we had a discussion on the Facebook group about Weezer, and um, are they a relevant band? I think they are, but we'll, 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 maybe we'll save that for another. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll, save, we'll that save that for another podcast. Another podcast. But anyway, so I, yeah. So anyway, I think that's what Gibson needs to do, and um, but I think it's interesting that you know this is getting out there and people are talking about this. But um, I still love my Gibsons, and Dave still does, and we're still going to play them and uh, keep acquiring them. It's gotta be because we're guitar dads, and that's what we do. So, <laughs> well,
0: do you think some? Do you think any of this has to do with? Because you know how you say, like, you know, you hear like a certain uh, heavier genre of music, called like metal, and you see like somebody playing like a Telecaster, right? You're not necessarily seeing like. And you can use you can use those guitars for any kind of style of music. Can you really say that about like a, a Les Paul or a you know a Gibson style? Like a, oh, good, That's SG a great point. It's a right? great point. I mean, it's
1: a re- So this is my point. Like. I think that Gibson really understands that and leans into it,
0: right? Right, like these are iconic. Yeah, that's exactly that's what they're looking. That's what they want exactly. to do. Exactly. You know,
1: you can just tell by the by the by the USA product line. It's all about the nostalgia and the vintage inspired, yep. right? Because there's still a massive market for that, and that's what's popular right now. And you know, they'll have to reinvent themselves. But I think it is interesting that this is coming up. That you're seeing these up and coming bands just completely, at, at least in that genre. You would think you would see a few Gibsons. The fact that you really don't see many at all is, I think, it's worth talking about. Like maybe Gibson might have a little bit of an issue here. Um, yeah, I don't like, think it's a big issue. Uh, I don't think like I don't want to overemphasize. Like I don't think like Gibson is dying or any of that BS. But, no, um, no, no. But no. you know, it, it's in, it's just an interesting thing. So there you go.
0: Yeah, but it's it is it is. And the more we kind of talk this through, it's uh, you know, we didn't really plan on talking about all this stuff necessarily. <laughs> we but never you think about the bands that, that the the bands <laughs> that we never really plan on talking about all this stuff. We just, it's like a, it's like a Mad Libs for us. Um, So (laughs) give me a noun. Give me me an adjective. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these bands, like think about all the bands that we grew up listening to. They were all playing. I mean, that was just the that was just the era, right? Well, but actually, y- that's mean, a really if we good go back point. to the whole affordability yeah. thing, right? I mean, you think you know, Slash didn't have like the, the loads of cash to be like r- you know rolling a bunch of Gibsons around, Les Pauls around. Yeah, he f- so.
1: famously when he started on the the Appetite, I have the Appetite shirt on when he started on the Appetite tour, he had the Gibson um, the Factory s- Seconds. They were on the back of the headstock factory second which is like the cheap oh, the did. cheaper well, versions of like yeah. the, the like the blemished uh, versions of, of the les paul so yeah anyway and then by the end of the tour i think gibson was throwing guitars at him because they blew up so, yeah they blew up so much but anyway yeah anyway it's just tr- it's just an interesting thing with gibson and and this whole thing with coachella so
0: anyway what what, right, what well, else moving we on kind of quickly yeah, what else we got yeah well uh uh, what do you do about your amp? Oh, the can, clean. Can the can the, uh, can the crew can the crew have a can the uh, guitar dad's crew out there have an update here or no? Yeah.
1: So this a secret. So I've been searching for a clean amp because I got these Marshalls and I love them, and I play tons of clean through my HX Stomp, and I downloaded the Tone King Imperial uh, plugin and a Neural DSP plugin, which is incredible. So I've been toying with this idea of getting like a clean. Clean platform amp um, that will you know run pedals and stuff through it, and I've been I've been looking at the Fender stuff, of course, and then I've been toying with oh maybe I'll get a real tone King, maybe I'll get something else, maybe I will get a Morgan, um, and I keep coming back to Dave. I, I, every time I keep reading about it and looking at the
0: demos and stuff, you keep coming. I'm home. like, why don't
1: I just get a Fender Deluxe? Like, what the heck am I doing? You know, you keep coming home. And if I got the Deluxe, I would get a. I'd probably get the 65 reissue, um, which I, you know, I've seen a bunch of demos. I don't know if I, well, I've definitely played one in like the guitar stores, you know, they're like the classic, the classic thing, you know, um, I'm not going to find a vintage one for anything I want to pay. I've looked they're like thousands and thousands of dollars because the, the vintage Princeton's and the vintage mid sixties, um, deluxes are just, you know, they're crazy expensive I could I was looking around like on Reverb and stuff. There are a bunch of other like s- s- 70s silverface offenders you can get that um are pretty affordable, you know, the same price I could probably get a reissue f- for. But then it's like I'm probably going to have to pay to get it serviced, uh, the speakers, I might have to change the speakers, like do I really want to deal with that? Like why don't I just get something that's probably a little more reliable and sounds kind of just as good and if i do want to take it out right and play with with jams and bands and stuff like you know i wouldn't feel bad about it so i'm leaning towards that but what what do you think dave
0: well if you're gonna be taking that out, how heavy are those? It's like deluxes? forty pounds.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, kinda
0: yeah. big. That's kind of hefty to be lugging around. Yeah, it is. I think it uh, is. somebody in our Facebook group mentioned that too. Like, but you're not because you you use your Ajax stomp when you're with your band. So Yeah, I'm not, not gonna gig with an it issue, anytime but. soon.
1: It would just be like it's one of these things where it's like it's nice to have the option without lugging around like the Marshalls and the in the and the cats. I would just say for that price, yeah for
0: that price, you're just gonna love it in in your basement. Yeah, you know? I think you're probably I mean, you're gonna right. love the tones yeah. out of that. That thing. Yeah, you'll have a great time with it, it you don't need to gig it
1: it's honestly my favorite clean tone amp on the hx stomp is the deluxe you know the line six of a version the model of it um and that's what i use as like my main tone with the band and then i run pedals and stuff through it and it just sounds so good so i can only imagine you know having a real one to screw around with what would be cool so i'm leaning towards that but i don't know like maybe i think about it a little more and i just go crazy and buy the tone king
0: <laughs> uh, I think you're i think see if i know because I've known you for a very long time if i if i and if I know you well enough with this guitar stuff you were gonna come home and you're gonna land directly on that deluxe and i and i and, think yeah. I I you kind of I think that's where it belongs. You know yeah. that you're looking for that clean. You're looking for that really clean sound. I mean, fe, I mean Fender and clean are completely synonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're They're clean. Town. Clean ta- their clean tones are just incredible. No matter which amp. You I get. know. I know. And the and deluxe is like I so nice. I think you nice. just need to do yeah. it. Yeah. And and the, oh, the and, so and the nice. other thing
1: is like they're pretty widely available out there in the wild. Like, you know, there's there's a couple up there right now. For almost half the prices, one new like now they're up to, the 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 sixty five reissue is up to sixteen hundred bucks brand new, which is kind of wow. wild, right? I mean, these are made in the yeah, USA. What's the used
0: one that you sent me? It was
1: like like the guy wanted like 800 eight hundred eight eight hundred fifty, I think. Is that still up
0: there? I think you 850, should go eight fifty. I think eight
1: fifty is a pretty good deal. I mean, I probably I think it's I'd a probably trying to negotiate deal. them down, but I feel like that's a deal. I think that's a deal. I
0: think you should. I mean, maybe you could just throw, you know, maybe like a hundred bucks off just to see what he says. He's going to come back to 850 and go, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right.
1: It's probably, it's pretty much a good deal. Um, Yeah. So, okay. You you, you may be convincing me that this is what I just need to do and stop effing around. Yeah. Just Um, don't eff
0: around anymore, man. Just do it. it. Just do it. Listen. My question with this stuff is always are you going to be unhappy about it? probably not
1: i don't see how i could possibly be unhappy with probably another amp.
0: not yeah exactly you know especially no, a deluxe i mean give me
1: a break you know there's the thing like people you're like right. if you really get like deep into it on like the gear page people are like oh well this deluxe no i don't i like this silver face from 1972 and it's like look man like any you're of not these not. amps sound incredible like you know? that's right <laughs> So I don't know. For
0: your purposes, you're not you're not really needing to hear that kind of a difference, and you probably wouldn't. Anyway. I probably wouldn't. You know, I, I think probably you should wouldn't. Because diet you're not going to be unhappy because
1: it is a distinctly kind of a different thing than the cleans I'm getting out of the marshals. Like the cleans I'm getting out of the marshals are very marshally. It's mid, mid f- focused. Whereas like the offender, offender, you get, yeah, surprising. <laughs> it's a Marshall. Um, whereas offender, you get more of that kind of like a balanced thing. It's a little more scooped. And then you get those glassy kind of highs too, that you don't necessarily get yeah. with the Marshall. So the, and the thing I like playing the Marshall cleans, like I like, to play like the DSL clean channel is good and the Jubilee clean channel I like, but it's not that it does it's not that thing. It isn't the Fender thing. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, before we wrap up this week, I'm just going to leave uh, I'm going to leave our uh our audience in suspense. I'm going to say something maybe you should consider an AC15. Oh, okay. So that that, <laughs> that that was this week's guitar dads. Podcast. The vo- the
1: Vox is interesting to me, but I I have more of a gas for the Fender tones than I do for the AC tones. Just give do me you? a few okay. just give me a few years and I'll gas up for the AC stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you will. A few years, a few months. <laughs> Give me a couple months, so I'll get gassed up for a box. That's <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah. All right, that's what oh, I'm gonna man. do,
0: man. All right, what do we think? All right. Well, I think you guys will. Uh, you guys will find out next week whether uh, Matt pulled the trigger on this uh, on this deluxe. And uh, otherwise, that was uh, this week's Guitar Dad's podcast. Here it is. Keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip.